Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Good evening, America. This is Michael Blooming Jr., and I'm in studio with my co-host, Chauncey Brown III. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. Uh, As everyone knows, the show airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And so we're excited about our two guests tonight. We have Michael Penny and Adam Bird, two exciting business owners and entrepreneurs who have been doing a lot of great things in the community. And that's what we strive for on the Michael and Chauncey show is to get, get and have great conservative leaders who are working in the community, helping to make America a better place for the citizens and also to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America, as well as having quality candidates who are running for great races in the 2020 election, including myself running in Florida District 21 against Nancy Pelosi's puppet, Lois Frankel. So with that, Chauncey, thank you so much for coming on to the show tonight, and thank you for what you've been doing to promote the conservative values in America. Michael, thank you very much. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, you know, this is the 2020 movement that we're a part of. And as you know, we've been interviewing candidates all over the country on the ground. And the blessing is mostly 98% of these candidates that we're interviewing have served in the military and want to serve the public good. We don't have politicians on this show. We have people that serve God and want to serve their community and serve our country and protect the Constitution. And I'm excited to be a part of this movement. I'm blessed that you're my co-host on this show, and I'm looking for a red wave in 2020. Absolutely. Um, When you look at some of the things that are happening in the news this week, um, we see what's happening. And uh, it was uh, mentioned today that um, we do not have enough votes in the U.S. Senate to not have um, witnesses. So that's very interesting that you see how, even though it's a Republican-held U.S. Senate, that we have to go through this impeachment sham. And uh, I just – Mitch McConnell, you know, he should be whipping those votes up. He should be cracking down. Uh, We have Rand Paul that came out and said there's going to be repercussions for people who go against the grain. But as you can see – People are afraid, and these people who are afraid are actually globalists, and they're left-wing, left-wingers who are trying to bring down the Constitution. They want to take our guns. They're trying to do that at the state level. They're trying to censor us through big tech, and they're hiding. Even though these uh, companies such as Facebook and Twitter have contracts with the federal government, uh, so that goes to show you the level of corruption because how can you censor a conservative voice though you have a contract with the government, but then you try to act as a separate entity from the U.S. government, even though you're getting federally funded dollars from the U.S. government. And I know this because I worked as an investigator for Department of Labor when I got out of the military fighting for discrimination against uh, minorities, women, females, and Uh, veterans and individuals with a disability to ensure that uh, people have a great quality of life and they're not being um, targeted. And we still have that. And this is an issue that we're still facing in 2020. And it's only going to continue. We're at war right now. And people need to understand that this election is so important in this nation's uh, history and the pinnacle point of American history moving forward. Michael, you have 
that's why we have the Michael and Chauncey show, and Michael has his show live with Michael Blooming, and I have conservative talk radio. We are cutting through the mainstream media. I've been shadow banned on Twitter today for the past couple of days on Facebook. You have. They're trying to suppress the conservative voice and the conservative movement because it's alive and well, but they're not going to be able to stop this movement because our movement comes from a higher authority. We serve God and we serve our constitution and we will win at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, it's important that we get this message out to everyone, everyone who believes in the values of our country, the values of the constitution, Please, you have to spread the word because, you know, the news media, the mainstream media is not going to give us the platform, okay, to talk real talk and talk about real issues that are impacting American people, okay? The elitists want to control everything and suppress our voice so they can keep with their underhanded corruption in government, and we must stop it at all costs. Exactly. And we also need the listeners to share this message. Our viewership has been going up. You can uh, contribute at Patreon, but we really need you to focus in on the Michael and Chauncey show. Share us, get the, get the message out, share it in your community, your friends on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, tag the show, get people involved. But we also need to support our candidates. And I just want to go over some of the candidates who we've had on the show so we can get out and people can go out and, and you're going to be Chauncey putting out the shows back into production so people can re-listen to them and we'll be posting those through social media but we need the consumers the people who are fighting for the constitution to realize there are real patriots who are fighting and we need to promote them um, you can contribute to my campaign Michael Blooming for Congress at uh, electblooming.com I need volunteers I need people to donate we need to knock down Lois Frankel but we also had the previous guest D'Angela Lorraine who's running against uh, Nancy Pelosi in California. We had Angela Roman, who's running for U.S. Congress in in, um, in Oregon. We had um, Joe Earl Collins running, running for yes. Congress. Mm-hmm. We had Earl Weber running in California. We have Bill uh, Schaefer running in Iowa. We have, um, like as you mentioned, we have uh, we had Joe Collins running against Maxine Waters. We had Mark Gonosovs, who's running in Georgia. We had Jason Roberts, who's running in Virginia. We've also had Ozzie Smith, who's running in California, her second time running. We also had Jeremy Statt, former NFL player, running in California. We had former Navy SEAL Floyd McClendon Jr. in Texas. We have James Bradley, who in 2018 was running for U.S. Senate in California. Now he's running against Ted Lieu for U.S. Congress. Uh, we have Brett Coconut. Coconanis on the show is running in New Mexico. We've had Tom Norton who's running in Michigan. We had Tim Faison-Baker who's running in Maryland. We also mm-hmm. had Amy Fan West who's running in California. We had Josh Burnett who's running. And we also had Jeremy Brown who's also running in Florida like myself. So we have, and Josh Burnett is running in Arizona. So we have, as you can see, I mean, we've had a, a lot of high quality guests on the show and that's going to lead me into bringing on today's guest um, so uh, he's actually a battle buddy of mine. We both served in the military. His name is Michael Penny. We both graduated through the Entrepreneurship Boot Camp for Veterans program. Not at the same time, I graduated through Florida State University. Um, he's went on to create the Five Paragraph. He's been doing TED Talks. He's an amazing ambassador in the community for veterans, uh, highly respected individual. And we actually, this is breaking here, Chauncey. 
Michael Penny and myself are actually, I've published three books. He's published several books. But we're going to write uh, a, a book together on military leadership and how that transcends into the civilian lifestyle to help people to be great leaders and also be great community ambassadors. So with that, Michael awesome. Kennedy, thank you so much for coming on the line. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michael, for your service uh, to the country and wanting to step up again to serve the American people. Thank you. Oh, it's a privilege. Michael, it absolutely is. Michael, so you and I, we, we see eye to eye on a lot of these issues. We have decided to write a book together. Where this is the first time we're coming out and nas- announcing it. But really one of the things we're fighting for is, is not only getting the right information to veterans, but helping them. Because right now we have a lot of suicides. VA healthcare is in peril at the VA hospital. Uh, veterans are committing uh, you know, suicide. They're, the divorce rate is so high. Families are falling apart. And soldiers such as you and I who have served downrange, overseas, combat tours, being able to fight for them, that's our, uh, our commitment to our soldiers back home and their families and our loved ones and the American people to ensure that they have a bright spot of hope. Amen. Well, really what it boils down to is bridging the gap, right, in between essentially those two worlds, because they are two very, very different worlds. You remember what it was like coming out the back gate, transitioning back into the civilian workforce. So one of the things one of the things that I did in, in March of 2016 and given a TED Talk here in Raleigh, was talking about adding value to life's difficult situations, right? The five common things that we're all going to experience as human beings are divorce, death, loss of a loved one, separation from loved one, personal illness, and loss of income. So I call them the five IEDs of life and how to add value during those situations, right? So it's, it, it really is bridging the gap because it's a human experience, not a civilian or a veteran one, right? So with that, in my opinion, and you and I kind of, we share this, uh, the world needs more, call it non-commissioned officers, petty officers, the backbone of the U.S. military, uh, the folks who carry out the plan of the day, the immediate small unit leader, uh, the direct report, and it's difficult because that structure doesn't necessarily exist, right? And a lot of these other management methodologies that I'm seeing that are out there, uh, it's it's not situationally flexible. It's one of these things where it's like you've got to create a, a repeatable thing. You've got to create a widget all the time, day in and day out. And uh, and for a lot of us who are coming out of a very unforgiving environment, such as war, and coming back out into this modern workforce, I'm going to say it, uh, it's kind of boring, truth be told. I mean, civilian life is just kind of boring until you get a hang of it, and then you start getting back into the swing of things, right? But that's difficult for a lot of folks to really understand. It's like, it's like, wait a minute, I don't get it. I thought that it was almost a one that, you know, akin to, to being institutionalized. Why are veterans going through these struggles? And it's like, because a lot of us, we, we wish to serve with a purpose. We wish to add value wherever we go, any situation that we encounter. But it's difficult being like, hey, before the age of 25, I fought in two wars. I was in charge of 12 people. Uh, There were 83 Afghans that we lived with. You know, we were walking through minefields every day. It's like you didn't see that. You didn't see when we were training in front of the tens of thousands of Marines, soldiers, sailors, 
in the schoolhouses. You know, a lot of folks didn't see that. You know, so it's difficult also to to transition out and try to convey across our experiences. You probably got the same spiel I did when you were separating out, which is you've got to be able to nail the interview. And I think anybody gets that. You know, but truthfully, what we're really striving to be able to do here is convey across the effectiveness of non-commissioned officers, petty officers throughout the U.S. military, what they do on a daily basis, how they would handle leadership situations. And that's what we're going to be primarily focusing on is topic discussion recommendation, how to provide a solution to those common situations that we would encounter as leaders in today's modern workforce. So I don't know, you caught me rambling here. I could talk all freaking day. Let me tell you what, especially awesome. when it comes awesome. to all of this stuff. <laughs> well, it's just <laughs> well, it's, one of, it's one of those things, right? It's like it it's brilliance in the basics. And a lot Amen. of us when we we're coming up through the military when we learn these things, you know, I I try to convey to folks all the time. I'm like boot camp, the whole screaming and all of this other stuff. That's to make sure that you can handle a stressful situation and learn to just live with that. You know, there's going to be a whole bunch of stress on you, and you have to be able to act under pressure. Then later on, as you get out and you've got to uphold all of these standards, and I remember there were a whole bunch of people that I served with in the military who were upset by the haircuts and the uniforms and all of this other stuff. And myself included, I didn't like rocking a high and tight wherever I went. But I thought that it was interesting in the sense that it all served a purpose. It took away a decision that I would otherwise have to spend more time wasted on. And then I, as a sergeant, had the ability to go off and execute. So it was like you knew the standard that was already there. And coming up through it, you know, when I was a private coming out of boot camp and learning the U.S. military operations order, uh, that was that was quintessential for me to be able to do my job, the five-paragraph operations order. And then when I got out to the fleet and started understanding what all this jive was and then got issued an operations order from General Mattis, who was my division commander at the time, I could actually read it. It's a very intuitive process. But the point being, though, is that I, as a private, understood that template and that management methodology at least at least a little bit. Not to say that I understood it fully when I was brand new private in the Marine Corps, but it is, that's the exact same template that the general was using. There's a huge amount of power hidden within that when you're using the same Absolutely. template. You know, and bear in mind also all the different MOSs that all use the same template. You know, so if folks want to check out 5paragraph.com, that's five like the digit paragraph.com, you can see what I'm talking about. It's very simple, but it's the U.S. military operations order process bringing that out into the modern workforce so that all of us are working off that page. It's See, we had this conversation before because there are a whole lot of folks that are like, you know, hey, veterans have these issues, and they, you know, there are some veterans that have a great deal of issues. You know, don't get me wrong, uh, same thing amongst any cross-section of the U.S. population. Here's the thing that veterans are different in regard to the rest of Americans. We came from every walk of life, all 50 states, all of our territories. 
we came through. Think about how many Marines went to either Paris Island or San Diego, MCRD San Diego. And it's, so it's like you're all going to be crushed through this one meat grinder together. Every race, every creed, every color, every walk of life, all going through yellow footprints, boom, coming out the other side, lean green, marine, all of that other craziness. And then when you're done, you go back to what? Your home of record, somewhere else, wherever you choose, I guess, post-military. But, you know, and I'll say it. I'll say it like this. There are a whole lot of folks that are looking at veterans going, y'all are messed up and we need to help you with issues. Well, how about there's a whole lot that veterans could actually bring with us out the back gate, things that we learned in the U.S. military that could be applied all throughout the modern workforce, and instead it's just being looked over. It's just being passed right over. So so that's kind of my little chip on the shoulder that I like bringing out into the modern workforce is, okay, that's a leadership problem. You've asked those leadership problems on places like LinkedIn and said, hey, how do I solve this? How do I get mission buy-in? How do I get people to actually care deeply about what they're doing on a daily basis? Well, your average worker, I'm going to be honest with you, the sad fact is your average worker right now doesn't have a whole lot of mission buy-in. They want more time off to go and do whatever it is they want to do, not more pay, right? And and so these management conundrums that are coming up with a whole lot of different folks, we've seen that as non-commissioned officers serving in the U.S. military, serving alongside different branches of the U.S. military. The Marine Corps, I, hello, I've got Navy corpsmen that I served alongside. So how do they fuse in, and how are they all on the same page? And when you're in a special operations team, how do you work with an ODA? So that's Green Berets, as well as a Ranger unit and a SEAL unit. How do you do that? How do you all talk the same language? And it's 5P. Even though you have different MOSs and everything else, different specialties, how do you zip that together? So think about it. You can come together from different walks of life, all the different corners of the United States, into the U.S. military. Now you're in different branches on top of it, having to work together as a cohesive unit to go and accomplish a mission. How do you do that? How do you do that when your average age is 22 to 24? And you have millions of dollars worth of equipment, weapons, and ammunition. Oh, and don't step there. You're going to lose your legs. Right? How do you do that in a very unforgiving environment and and not lose your mind on top of it? See, so we figured that out. The U.S. military figured that out. It was ingrained in us. I think there are a whole lot of people out in the modern workforce who don't understand delegation yet. And so they're afraid of what a non-commissioned officer is truly capable of. So that is, why, that is why we are writing this book, brother. There you go. Here's my soapbox. Exactly. <laughs> Michael, no, no, Michael no, and Michael. Absolutely. Hey, 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 Michael and Michael, I just want to interject something. I'm the son of a Navy veteran, and... I probably I didn't have a chance to go into their service. I went to college and I, I went on to become a fire captain and all other good stuff. I would have rather had gone into service than being grown up by my father 
who was a Navy veteran. <laughs> because the, I had to put that because the discipline he bestowed upon me, man, was brutal. But oh, yeah. it, it, built, it built moral character and integrity, though. So that's how I right. can understand what you guys are talking about. And, you know, like I said, thank you for your service, both of you, to our country. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think that every person that turns 16 years old should go into the military for two years. And we might have a better society. That's just my little two cents. Yeah, we definitely have to bring the family values back and, and our men serving in the military Amen. with help them mm-hmm. to get a better understanding of core responsibilities and duties. Yes. And the, yes. the core component of what Michael was saying, uh, two things here, the core component is cross-communication. That's the right. barrier that we overcome serving in the United States military. You talk the same language with a little variation, but the process is the same, and you shoot, move, and communicate and execute without flaws, or you're programmed in your mind to ensure that in the face of adversity, you know how to react in pressure situations. That world-class training, when it comes back home, needs to be embraced instead of pushed to the side or questioned or thought of as a threat. It needs to be embraced. So those are the core things. But the good thing about this is taking that information and then turning that into political leadership. And this is a major thing, Michael, that we're lacking in this country is quality military personnel who have served in the U.S. military and who are going to be in U.S. Congress or U.S. Senate to make critical decisions. And when it comes to legislation and legislation affairs that adhere to our Constitution, and this is what we're lacking and then you see people coming from that environment, and then they, they come with this far left or this globalist mentality, and that's the thing that really scares me, Michael. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Well, it's centralizing authority. Dude, that's, that's the thing. I had a whole bunch of Silicon Valley types who told me you should never use military terms in business, whatever you do. And the second that they told me that, immediately I was like, oh, 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 I'm definitely going to write this book. You know, it was one of those things that was like, man, they are so threatened by this. Well, and I, I can tell you why. It's because the common perception, and they're the ones who will push it on you, the common perception is that the military is a dictatorship. The general says, we're going to do this, and then everybody goes, pops, lockstep. You and I both understand that there are certain things, trigger lines, which is a lawful and unlawful order. We have the ability to execute or not execute that order. That's why you've seen whole chains of command get relieved and all of these people get posted, you know, and just investigations. I mean, it's an unforgiving environment. You don't want to mess up. So to think that it's this, totalitarian system is just ridiculous much rather the opposite if you go to a to a leftist globalist style ran organization you're going to have centralized command centralized authority it's going to be very small and it'll be a core nucleus who's in charge they are going to be in charge and they are going to change the rules whenever they see fit it'll be very dogmatic right and you've seen this time and again hello venezuela Common example, one of my favorite people in the entire world is a guy named Mike. Another Mike, triple Mike. <laughs> That's the next book, dude. 
That's the next book. <laughs> but but Mike works at the at the gas station in town where I live, and I live in a in a smaller community in in North Carolina. Mike is one of the most intelligent, well-read. I'm talking about Jung, Chomsky, Tychowski, just like all of the everything. I'm like, oh my god, man, where are you from? He's from Venezuela. <laughs> he goes, I love America. This is one of you know the five jobs that he works, and he's got his own businesses and other stuff. But the guy's got his finger on the pulse like you wouldn't even believe. And he looks at me one day just so unbelievably sad. And he's like, I can't believe how much I can prosper here. And I am not allowed to go visit my own country. Because why? Socialism. That's why. Because, uh, because uh, you know, his, his family can't make it to the airport on Tuesdays when you can accept that. You know, they're too busy going to the doctor at the same time you know it's just it's like oh my goodness so so you see a whole lot of organizations that are out there that are ran in a totalitarian way where they centralize their authority and they can't delegate anything god forbid they relinquish any of their authority whatsoever right and that's exactly what i'm talking about doing i'm the opposite of them i'm saying this is how a small unit leadership gains the authority that they need to go carry out the plan and be in charge of a small unit, let's say three to four people any given time, and then how do you delegate with effectiveness to be able to go out and carry out that plan? You know, I mean, to, to Drucker, Peter Drucker, the great, he, the, Peter Drucker, if you guys aren't familiar with him, created the MBA program out of Claremont College in California. And just interstellar individual, foreign national, moved to America because, you know, we're the best. And I'm extraordinarily biased, by the way. And uh, and so, anyway, he talks about the American infantrymen in Vietnam. And he talks about a captain in the infantry. And And he goes, you know, my guys know what to do because I'm not going to be there all the time. I have squad leaders that I delegate that to. And then my squad leaders go out and they carry out that patrol. Well, hey, I was one of those squad leaders. Well, how do you know what to do when you're, you know, your one officer isn't around to tell you everything to do? Well, first of all, your officer, your one officer doesn't tell you what to do. You have to have delegated authority. If you did have a totalitarian, centralized, authoritarian system, it wouldn't work. We already know that throughout the U.S. military. So we are a threat to those folks who want to maintain that short, small control model, everything at the top, you know, and just be a worker bee and don't ask questions. I'm trying to, me personally, I'm giving small business owners and medium business owners the ability to delegate their authority, ultimately maintaining overall responsibility and, and control of their organization, but they have the ability to delegate their authority to a trusted individual who then debriefs the same way that we did in the military. No micromanagement needed. So, I can't believe. Well, that's really important. Yeah, well, I Go ahead. You know, I preach it. I just, I, I couldn't believe it when I transitioned out of the military. I just thought that this already existed. 
Like when I transitioned out of the military, I just thought that middle managers acted the same way that sergeants do. No, no, they don't. No, sadly, they fall incredibly short of the mark that even your below-average sergeant hits. I mean, that's a huge cross-section, don't get me wrong, but the unforgiving nature of the environment of being in the U.S. military, you're in charge of millions of dollars, you're in charge of personnel, you're in charge of people and their lives. You're putting together a plan. They're they're signing their life off on that plan. I mean, ordinarily unforgiving. So, anyway, it's one of those things. You know, it's like if we have the ability to do in the U.S. military, if we have the ability to to execute without overarching authority all of the time, because right, it's like. Uh, Oh, Lord, it's the bubble, it's your bubble of trust. And within that bubble that you you have gained enough trust from your superior leadership, from your higher authority, to where now your bubble of trust increases. So what you are in charge of is based on that bubble of trust. And, and it can grow. I mean, it's like you've seen this. You've seen this before too. I guarantee it. The sergeant who goes around and it's like, how'd you get that done? Didn't you need to fill out blah 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 like an ID ten T form or something like that? And it's like, no, no, I know staff sergeant over in the motor pool, and he wanted a hot tray, but they've been working since morning chow. I got him a hot tray during lunch chow, and then all of a sudden I got a new door on my Humvee. Like, no, I didn't need to fill out a form. I just needed to know the guy. You know, it's like that other, like, building relationships and trust along through that, you know. Anyway. And we used to, we that, used to have a lot, we used to have a lot more of that in society in America, like trading two eggs for a, a gallon of milk, things of that nature. And I think America was probably you knew your neighbors. Nowadays, we're such a melting pot, oh, yeah. and there's so much division in this country, you don't even know your neighbors. Um, but, Michael, you know, we, we have a few minutes left here. Um, why don't you let the folks know where they can – you have a podcast. We were on the podcast show together, so make sure you guys follow up with Five Paragraph. His stuff is amazing. Listen to our interview. He has it all over YouTube, and uh, and he's interviewed a lot of great people, and uh, it's something that's important. You know, we got to stick together the military – and the intelligence community, but we also have to serve our common goal, and that is the American people, and, and to help improve their lives and improve the lives of soldier men, members and men our brave men and women when they come back home. So why don't you give your information and how people can connect with you, and uh, we'll be talking a lot more, Michael, for sure. Right on, sure. So check out 5paragraph.com. That's five like the number paragraph, so not the word, but 5paragraph.com. Go ahead, check that out. Uh, if you're so inclined, check out our YouTube channel. Our podcast is all right there on 5paragraph.com. You can see it right on the header. You'll see my beautiful gleaming mug, and you can check out everything that 5paragraph has to offer. Uh, scroll through that page. Check out the other videos. Check out the other testimonials that are on there. See other folks who have used it with success. 
see how we've worked with large organizations and helped them in mergers and growth and scaling and helped individuals and how we help them. Go to fiveparagraph.com. You'll see what I'm talking about. Lead your business like a general. Go ahead. Take command. Go to fiveparagraph.com right now. Thank you so much, Michael. Appreciate it. God bless you. And, uh, you know, keep help spreading the word about the campaign. Michael Blooming for Congress. I need all the support we can get. And there's other, a lot of other veteran candidates across the country. We need to promote them. So hopefully you can get in touch with them and get them on your show as well. I would love to. Yeah, if you're, if you're a fellow veteran who's running for office, you know, no matter where, and you want to check out 5paragraph.com, you want to go on the YouTube channel, see some of these other interviews that we've done, see how, I, you know, me personally, I like cutting them up into digestible clips for people so that way they can get a better understanding of who the individual is. But if you want to get all of the long-form interviews, you want to see the full-form interviews, join the 5P Inner Circle, and you do so by going to 5paragraph.com. You can see all of our full interviews by being a member of the Inner Circle at 5paragraph.com. So, yeah, we'll definitely keep sharing Michael Blooming for Congress in 2020. We'll definitely keep sharing fellow veterans who are running for Congress in a variety of different markets that are out there, well, different areas that are out there in business or all markets, so different states. Thank you, Michael. Districts. God bless you, man, and thank you for your service to our country, man. It's an honor to be your brother, man. Thank you. Hey, it's a privilege. God bless you guys. Keep doing what you're doing and keep adding value to the world. So great having uh, Michael on today. and He didn't even talk about his TED Talks that he's done and all the great work that he's done in the community. I mean, 20 minutes is uh, not enough time to really capture what that gentleman's about, and you can hear in his voice how much he loves America and there's so many veterans in this country who love this country, who are committed to this country, and they want to make a difference. They're here to make a difference, and we need to help them become the leaders that they're meant to become. So it's so exciting to have the opportunity to bring individuals onto the show who are have the business acumen, who have the experience, and we can talk about preserving the freedom, liberty, and justice in the Constitution of the United States of America. So with that, I'd like to bring on Adam Bird. He is a uh, also a military veteran. we got some great veterans on the show tonight. And Adam is the co-founder at Heroes Media Group, and he's also the co-founder and co-owner at the Hand Foundation. So with that, Adam, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, brother. So why don't you start off, and, and uh, you know, we're both friends with Michael, and, and this is what it's about, man, veterans looking out for veterans, but not just homen and homers for specific veterans, man. We, we salute and we respect every male, every female. Um, one of the things that I want to do in U.S. Congress is I want to create a National Day of Remembrance for our female veterans. I'm going to draft legislation when I get elected. And I want to ensure that not only our men who have served over the years, my whole family, my grandfather, my father, I'm sure your family, Michael's family, and millions of others, but we also recognize the brave women who have served in the military as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm honored and, and fortunate to work with a lot of uh, women veterans right now through Heroes Media Group, um, you know, through different podcasting uh, shows, 
as well as the publishing arm that we have working with a lot of uh, uh, female veteran writers uh, that are writing books and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely something they're, they're, their stories are starting to be told. They need to be told uh, that I don't think they've always had a platform uh, to where we could hear the, the, the women's side of what they go through in the military. And it, it's nice to see more of our sisters in arms uh, getting out there and, and sharing their stories. Absolutely. Why don't you talk a little bit about conservative values? And we had a great conversation with Michael how with the par- five-paragraph program that he use, utilizes, um, how that's institutionalized within a business model and with a uh, small business owners, uh, large corporations, entrepreneurs who are able to pick up the ball and run with it based on our standard operating procedures. So why don't you talk about your experience with your transition and the veterans you've been able to impact and how small business owners, uh, as you know, Michael and I uh, graduated with the Entrepreneur Bootstrap and Veterans Program that was started out of Syracuse University, out of the militaries and families. And uh, this is such a great opportunity to focus on small business. You know, that's, I've, I've seen that program out of Syracuse. It's a great program. Uh, my transition out of the military, you know, I, I transitioned out of the National Guard. I did a deployment in, in 2003. I was in the Guard for a couple of years after that. In 07, uh, they were gearing up to go to Afghanistan. I didn't have a family. I was a, I was a single parent at the time. I, I had, for the last 15 years, I had had sole custody of my son, uh, who I've raised on my own. And um, there was a time... You know, around 2007, where uh, they were gearing up to to go to Afghanistan, I didn't have a family care plan, and it went out the door. I, it was like, well, if you don't get a family care plan in place, then you're kind of, you know, you got we got to let you go. And 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 at that time, it was it was time for me to go. It was you know gearing up on nine years at that point. So my transition was basically like from the battlefield, you know, to the courtroom to get a divorce, to being a single father, to now going out and, and finding a corporate job. I didn't really have that transition uh, that they, as some do today. It's, it's a little bit better as the military is trying to make it better. Um, the, the, a lot of the veterans and stuff that I work with now, whether it's through podcasting or through consulting uh, or, or writing books, you know, I, I've, I've talked with, I don't know, probably half a dozen people have written books on transition uh, my good friend Carl Monger from Gallant View, he's got a, a great book uh, on transitioning uh, out of the military. It's, it's uh, have a plan. The biggest thing I think is when you're getting ready to transition out, start planning about two years, year and a half, two years in, in advance uh, because that time creeps up on you. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to know what, what to do, but, you know, I, I, I try to gear people like have this done, have a resume, you know, done create a linkedin profile you know if, if you're wanting to start a small business as you said you know five paragraph uh talking with michael penny you know i, I when mike started writing five paragraphs um uh, i was you know he had me take a look at it i've used five paragraph with heroes media group it's a great and and, and not just whether you're starting a business you could do that with use five paragraph for anything military guys you know anytime you it's basically the op order um written down in business terminology so, you know, if, you, if you're transitioning out and you, and you need help, not sure where to go, by all means, reach out to me. You can email me at adam at heroesmediagrp.com uh, and give you any resource and, and attach it to anybody in my network. I'd be more than happy to help. 
So, Adam, um, based on the political climate in the 2020 elections, what do you see as the critical component of the election and how we really need to get back on track? Right now, you see our Second Amendment is under attack in Virginia. You see that our Constitution is uh, being tested. And our forefathers, when they wrote the Constitution, they said this document's going to be in existence as long as you uh, ensure that it's brought for the people by the people. You know, in regards to the 2020 election, you know, I I got mixed emotions on it. I, I see the attacks, and, I, and quite frankly, it, it, it's upsetting to see what's on TV. At the same time, I don't get too bent out of shape about it because most of the stuff that you see on, on TV is, is nothing more than a smoke screen. It's, it's, you know, mainstream media has gotten so horrible that they're going to spin off anything that they can as long as it fits their, you know, whichever way that they're making money that week. You know, it, it's, it, they can't be trusted. Um, the, the Second Amendment stuff, it, it's, it's a, it's a big thing. Do I think any of it will pass? I think what's happening is that you're seeing, you're seeing politicians uh, that are trying to remain in control, and they're, they feel threatened that they're about to lose their jobs. I have a feeling that in the next 18 months, you're going to see a lot of people that have had these, what I like to call career politicians, uh, that, have had, that have been in their seats and have been in their you know, in politics all their life, they've never really held a real job. Um, I think I think you're going to see them get fired and get and get voted out. I think there's going to be a big change, and it's a change that we need to see happen in this country uh, right now because the way things have been going, too many politicians have tried to kind of pull the wool over everybody's eyes, and they pay off these mainstream media people to – say what they want us to hear whether it's true or not and um, I don't know some people think I'm crazy for saying this but I think the next 18 months is going to be a pretty exciting time and I think we're going to see a lot of good things we're just seeing kind of a dog and pony show uh, right now it's a waste of taxpayers money I think a lot of people would agree with me on that statement this whole impeachment thing that's been going on you talk about the second amendment stuff in Virginia I'm down in Virginia Several, several times a month, and it's it's crazy the stuff that's going on there. But I think it's all, I think it's all a dog and pony show, and I think you're going to see a lot of changes for the better here in the next 18 months. You know what? That that's a good point to bring up because you know a lot of things are gloom and doom, but we do have some real threats to our national defense and national security. Uh, we look at Soleimani and what happened in Iraq at the airport uh, when he was an enemy of the state and he was taken down. Um, a lot of critics on the left brought that up as, you know, why are you doing that? We had a lot of Iranian uh, sympathizers, but they do not realize the, the, what's happening in Iran and in the Middle East and how these people are being persecuted and how they actually want to overthrow the government, because as we know, socialism does not work, and we've seen that in Venezuela. Michael was talking about that, but it's all over the world. Communism, you see in Hong Kong how they're revolting against China. Um, you see it in the Middle East with these uh, rogue terrorist nations, whether they're in Syria or they're in uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, all these North Korea. You see these players 
that really want to cause harm to not only American interests but our allies. Yeah, I mean, listen, any, and that's and that's just it. You you see the stuff on on the news here in America because that's what they want you to believe. But then if you have, you know, I'm if you if you are fortunate enough to know people that you know that are boots on the ground and you can get like the real stories and what's going on, or you watch, you know, uh, a foreign news channel that's telling a, a different story. Uh, on what's on what's really going on, uh, I think it'll be eye-opening to to a lot of people. Most people think, oh, I saw it on CNN, or I saw it on Fox or MSNBC, so you know it's on the news, so it must be true. Well, I, I I've learned that you know more than half the time that that's not the case. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so why don't you talk about your company a little bit and some of the things you're doing to uh, when you came back home, what you're doing now with your media company and things that you got going on there, Adam. Sure. Um, so I, I had started a company called Heroes Media Group about four years ago. Prior to that, I had a, I had co-founded a group, um, another media outlet for about three and a half years. Uh, shut that down and uh, and started Heroes Media Group. And to us, heroes are military, veterans, firefighters, first responders, law enforcement, educators, and then there's a clergy piece in there as well. And uh, it started off as just a podcasting network where, uh, you know, I, I have a podcast that I've been doing on and off for, for many years. Uh, and I was helping other people that wanted to get into the podcasting uh, realm and I would kind of consult with them and next thing you know I just decided to start a whole network of podcasts that were all veteran based. Now we have about 27 podcasts and uh, not everybody on the on the network are uh, are veterans so it's kind of nice we're getting a, a mixture but it started off as that and then I turned it into a digital media company about 18 months ago. Now we have uh, we do podcasts, we do podcast hosting uh, audio, video editing. We have a transcription service. Uh, and then last May, uh, we started a publishing department. We can, uh, we'll do audio books, but now we'll also help authors, uh, inspiring authors that want to write a book. We'll help them from inception, walk them through the entire process, and then p- help them publish their book. So it's been a, a, a fun learning experience, and, and we like to help anybody in the heroes community or those that support them. Um, and that's, that's really it. I mean, it's, it's been uh, quite a journey and, and uh, we, we always, you know, you see me at different military events. We go to AUSA uh, every year in DC, modern day Marine Expo. We're at some of those across the country when they do stuff. And then we try to support as many uh, veteran nonprofits as, as we can, whether it's having them on the show or going to an event to support them in some form or fashion. You know, many hands make light work, and uh, we want to help out as much as we can, anywhere that we can. Yeah, that sounds really and good. For, we need a lot more of that in society. Who are some of the candidates um, that are in your in your uh, the U.S. Congress that are veterans that you are supporting specifically? Have you looked out there? Have you decided? I mean, I've had about fifteen to twenty. Uh, military members that are running for U.S. Congress or U.S. Senate that I've interviewed either through Live with Michael Blooming Jr. or here on the Michael Johnson Show. 
You know, you you obviously, uh, one of the reasons why I'm on the show tonight, and you know what, I actually, I had a list of them, and I'm actually, I'm in, uh, I'm in Tucson, Arizona right now with my son, so I don't have the list, but there's, uh, there's one in San Diego, I, and I'm, I'm horrible with names, um, and I just heard of one that, um, I got a phone call the other day, there's one that was potentially running in Wisconsin, but I don't think that he made uh, the final decision on that, but that's, and I say Wisconsin because it's in my hometown uh, in that district up there. And the life I can't think of his name, but the the political side of things, uh, when it comes to veterans that want to run, I'm all for it. And, and, and quite honestly, I, I would love to see more and more vets uh, run for office. And I think in the next, I would, I would, I would like to say in the next several years, I think you're going to see a, a very large increase of veterans running for uh, public office in, in some form or fashion. Um, and, and with that being said, I think you, you know, I think the last over the last 30 some years, we've kind of see a decrease in, in mindset. And what I mean by that is, is everything's been kind of negative, you know, gloomy, right? I think we get a lot of these other vet, the more veterans in office. I think you're, you're going to start to see uh, an upswing in everything in the country. Things are going to be a little more positive, and I think people's mindset will change from the negativity and all this crap that's going on right now that we see in the news. I think we're, we're going to see less of that and more positive things uh, come out, and I think it's going to be because the veterans leading leading the way with that. Yeah, you know what? That's a good segue into um, into what I was thinking about now, and that is the impeachment. And this is so negative for our country. I mean, you go through the House. It's not a bipartisan impeachment. It's a complete hoax. It's one-sided. Uh, you can't even have – in the House, they weren't able to have witnesses for the Republican side of the viewpoints, you know, which is – I mean, if you're going to impeach somebody, I mean, you're guilty. You're, you're innocent until proven guilty. But here, it's the President Trump has been proved guilty, and still, until his innocence has been proved. I mean, how? Why do you have to show your innocence? Didn't you show that you're not guilty? Again, I go back to my statement earlier, where this is nothing more than a dog and pony show, right now. You have people that have been in office for thirty plus years that are running these impeachment hearings and, and whatnot, that have, you know, they. 15, 20 years ago when it was somebody else in office, they were all like, oh, you have to do this. But now that their party's not the president, then they're, they're going to say something like that. And let me be clear. Like, I'm an equal opportunist when it comes to politics. It doesn't matter what side of the fence because I've seen both sides. And it just so happens, like, and and, and I wasn't a big fan of, of President Trump at the beginning. I thought, you know, I, I like the fact that he was a businessman coming in. And it was something different. I think that's what, exactly what this country needed. Um, but I didn't always agree with everything that came out of his mouth because sometimes it was a little brash and whatnot. But at the same time, I started respecting that a little bit more. I was like, hey, he's kind of a no BS guy. This is how it needs to go. And look how all the positive things, everything that he said he would do, he did. He set out and, and he's done it. And, that, and I think that's probably the first time in history where that, something like that has actually happened. Now, go back to what you were saying with this whole impeachment thing. Again, you have uh, 
and it got to the point where the other night it's like I I just can't watch this stuff anymore. It's 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 draining, and it's the fact that it's all crap. I mean, if you if you think honestly, and this is going to sound like me, this might sound a little conspiracy theorist, if, if you will, but if you don't think for one second that they already know who's going to win the 2020 election, then then you're crazy. They they knew 18 months before the last election that Trump was going to win. You know, it's just right now it's just going through a process. Is all it is, and 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 the American people need to. They, I think. Sometimes I think the politicians think, hey, the American people need to see something. They need to do this. They need to do that, whatever. So they're putting on this dog and pony show for us right now because I think they think that we're ignorant. And there's, they think that, oh, these people, they're, you know, a lot of the American people are public or, or puppets. They're going to think this and they're going to think that. And we're going to make them think this and we're going to make them think that. And we're going to cause a divide and this, that, and the other thing. It, it really they're kind of going overboard with this whole impeachment thing. I, you know, whether you think he did anything or not, it, it's right there. And and it, here's here's the other thing, and this is kind of sad to say. I can sit here and say he did this or he did that or he didn't do this or he didn't do that. You're going to believe whatever you want to believe anyway, whether it's the truth or not. It doesn't matter. And and that's where the big disconnect is, I think. Doesn't matter if we show Absolutely. you the truth. If you don't believe, if you don't believe it because that's your belief system, then what difference does it make? So why why are we going through this whole process then? Absolutely. Something to think about. Hey Adam, thank something you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Why don't you give your information where the listeners can go? And thank you for your service to America. Hey, thank you, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Folks, uh, those of you who want to check us out, go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Again, that's www.heroesmediagroup.com. Brother, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, and I look forward to having you on one of our shows here real soon. Thank you, Adam. God bless you, man. Have a good day. You too. Hey, Chauncey, we lost you there for a few minutes. Thanks for coming back on the show. Um, we had Thank some uh, a lot of mil- military expertise on the show. We have about five minutes left. Why don't you close us out? Well, first of all, uh, I'd like to remind all of our listeners that you can join the Michael and Chauncey show every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 8. And the purpose of our show and our vision is to be a pathway of conservative information in order to educate the American people while protecting and preserving the freedom and liberties and justice of the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our purpose. That's why we're here. And we have people on our show that are on the front line to serve the public good and the public will. And we're blessed to have this platform to cut through the fake news media and to bring it to you straight to the American people about issues that impact you and affect you on a daily basis. And like I said, we have people that want to serve the public. Uh, If you'd like to donate to us, you can donate to us on Patreon the Michael and Chauncey show because we would like to expand our network and we need to market to get our conservative voice out there and to protect our constitution. Michael and I do this for no cost, for no money. This is our own time because we believe in America and we believe in the constitution and we 
believe in the liberties and freedom that are bestowed upon us, our God-given rights, and we want to promote that every chance we get. So if you can help us out, we would appreciate it. That's uh, the Michael and Chauncey Show at Payatron. Once again, you can join us every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 8. You can follow us on Facebook at the Michael and Chauncey Show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Liberty Today USA. Also, my co-host, Michael Bloomling Jr., is running for Congress in the 21st District in Florida. You can locate him on Facebook and on Twitter, live at Michael Blooming Jr. or michaelbloomingjr.com for Congress. And please, uh, help out my friend. Uh, You can donate to him as well on Payatron, Michael Blooming Jr. for Congress. Um, And, hey, we're a family here, and all we want to do is bring uh, a good to our country. We want our country back. We want to preserve our rights and liberties. And that's why we're doing this. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Right Talk Host or Right Talk Radio Host on Facebook, Right Talk Host on Twitter. I also have a conservative platform called Conservative Talk Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Right Talk Radio as well as uh, Right Talk Radio or Conservative Talk Radio um, on uh, Facebook. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of our listeners and all of our prior guests for being on uh, being on our show. And we want to thank all of our listeners for being a part of our movement to restore and preserve our rights and liberties to the American people. Once again, I want to thank all of our guests. I want to thank my co-host, Michael. Uh, God bless America. God bless the U.S. Congress, the Senate. God bless Donald Trump. God bless America. And we thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you this Thursday. As a matter of fact, before I close out, uh, this Thursday, I believe, um, give me a second, we're going to have on the show two exciting guests. I can't pull them off the top of my head right now. Uh, I misplaced the file. Uh, But please, uh, join us here at the Michael and Chauncey Show at Blog Talk Radio at 7 o'clock this Thursday. Thank you for tuning in, and have a good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Please follow us on Twitter at Liberty Shoe Day USA. You can also contribute to the show on Patreon. 